0: Serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Friday. This
1: portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's
2: Ethics Award. All right, we'll continue talking about Becky Lynn's birthday week and weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep talking. <laughs> I keep, know. keep the presents rolling in. All
2: right, all right. We got the cake You getting stuff out. still? My goodness, man. Hey, uh, yesterday we had an interview. Uh, we Listen, we've interviewed everybody who's running for office. Actually, I, I don't think we've interviewed Mark Kelly in a while. I think he's the only one, so we'll probably have him in the next few weeks. But anybody who's running in the midterm, we are, we've talked to at least one time. Except for Mark Victor. Except for Mark Victor. Man. By the way, in the Senate debate yesterday, I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, you know what? Two people said... Pretty good. That guy, that guy won the night. <laughs>
1: he's pretty good. Uh, you know, I was talking to Bruce St. James today. He goes, hey, that guy is, uh, uh, we he sharing. used to be our, our, our you know, legal expert. And uh, oh. Jim Sharp goes, he's the, uh, he's the most spiritual atheist you'll ever meet. That's what he said. Oh,
2: well, yesterday we spoke to um, Mark Fincham. Uh, he is the republican candidate for secretary of state and it was uh it was it was it was bizarre man it, it just was you, you go listen to the podcast it was spirited uh today uh we're now pleased to be joined by the democratic candidate for secretary of state uh, adrian fontes all right adrian how are you today
3: well i'm i'm uh I'm I'm not finer than frog hair. There's a little more substance to me than that. And before we start, I'd like to wish Becky Lynn a happy birthday. Oh, there you
0: Aww, go. Oh, thank you so much. He's,
3: boy, you're he's, very well.
0: He's really trying to
2: start on the right floor. <laughs> you hear Fincham do that yesterday. Here's what Fincham said about you. Um, Adrian. So you're 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 trying to you're fighting for this uh for this job. Fincham is fighting for this job. Let me play you a clip of what uh Mark Fincham said about you.
3: When you indiscriminately try to mail ballots, like Adrian Fontes tried to mail two hundred thousand ballots to people that didn't even ask for them.
2: Okay, so Fincham's biggest criticism of you is that you mailed two hundred thousand early ballots to people who didn't ask for them
3: in twenty twenty. Did you do that? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, okay. I I, want, I wanted to because that was the outset of the of the pandemic. People were scared to death. They didn't want to leave their homes. And I wanted to make sure that we ensured that their constitutional rights were upheld. And so like we do in municipal elections all over the place, like we do in school board elections all over the place, I figured eligible voters could get their ballot in the mail, which at the time uh, was not prohibited by law. But we never got a chance to argue in front of the court because once the attorney general uh, filed their suit, they didn't follow through. So we never had a chance to actually have the argument, number one. I never actually mailed the ballots, number two. And Mr. Fincham forgets that Americans have a right to vote. And as the chief election administrator in Maricopa County at the time, I wanted to ensure that right, even if people were scared to death of leaving their houses because they at the time thought they were risking death. So, yeah, Mr. Fincham, uh, not advocating for voters uh, and then lying about it. So I I, I resent the fact that he said that I, A, broke the law, which I didn't, and B, actually mailed ballots, which I didn't. He he needs to he needs. Here's the problem. He thinks your listeners aren't going to check facts and he's taking your listeners for fools. And I think that's disrespectful. I have more respect for your listeners than that. Well, you know, Hobbs this
1: wasn't is, Hobbs wasn't thrilled with you. Right. She was upset with you because, you know, she said at one time that it was up to you. You would have just mailed all the ballots uh, to voters early. And when you ask when we got this giant mess, Adrian, about all this craziness going on, blanketly sending out ballots. You wonder why people are a little suspicious. Uh, they
3: can be suspicious. Well, well, I, I, or I at least it. trying so to blanketly send out ballots. It, It's you're, you're asking the question as if it is de facto, not a thing we do. We do send ballots to every registered voter, for example, in Tempe for their municipal elections. Nobody asks for those. We send them in Chandler for their municipal elections. Nobody asks for those. We send them every off year school board election, water district elections, fire district elections. We send every voter their ballot by mail, whether or not they're on the permanent early vote list. This whole thing is 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 it is, is just showboating, making it as if that's not allowed in law, making it as if. That was a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's common practice in Arizona, and Fincham and his people have tried to frame it as if it's against the law. It wasn't. That was common practice at the time, and I'm I'm but, a little. But but sending out 11, for the
1: presidential 40. is not the same as a local election.
3: And their well, cities. But let's, let's okay, but let's be clear: who was on the ballot? There was not presidential candidates on the ballot. Those are delegates to a political convention that could change the rules at any minute as to who those delegates could vote for. The primary, the presidential preference election in Arizona isn't an actual election for an actual elected official. It's a political exercise that the parties have hijacked and they make the state pay for it. This is not an official office. But would it have been illegal? Just a political exercise. And it would not have been illegal at the time. I keep saying we never had a chance to make the legal argument. The injunction came into place. We didn't have time to mail them. We didn't get a chance. And then Brnovich withdrew the suit because he knew he would lose on the merits. So Hobbs was lying when she wrote you that says calling your actions was illegal? Hobbs, Hobbs didn't say my action was illegal. Hobbs didn't like what I did. And by the way, Democrats can disagree on things. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. And that's but I'm what looking changed. at what she
1: said she wrote and, I'm, and you're telling me she didn't write that.
3: What I'm saying is we never had a chance to have a judicial determination of whether or not it was legal. So her opinion is like my opinion on which waffles I like better until we have an actual process to determine that it is what it is. I tried to save voters constitutional rights. Yes, I did that. I advocated for voters first. Yes, I did that. I used a common practice that has been exercised in Arizona elections for years and years and years. Yes, I did that for voters because they were scared to death of leaving their houses. And everybody's jumping on my tail for this, and I'm not going to back down. Voters come first when I'm in charge. But Voters' interests come first when I'm in charge. But- and all of these people... We're trying to impose more rules. I get it. I get it. But you can
1: understand why people would worry a little bit about this, because there is worry that some places unilaterally just, you know, change the rules and send stuff out, when against their constitution. Delaware Supreme Court, which is Democrat leaning, just ruled that mail in ballots and and, you know, uh, same day registration is not constitutional. People have a worry about this. And then when stuff like this happens, it makes it seem like, well, maybe there was something
3: there. Total apples and oranges. Total apples and oranges. You're conflating something in a place that has not had mail-in voting for 30 years, established by Republicans, promoted by Republicans. The exercise of mailing ballots to voters in these district uh, in these districts has been used by Republicans. My predecessor did it. So, like, I, I get that you guys want to uh, try to treat me fairly, but the bottom line is the facts don't work for that argument. This is about voters first. And under the emergency circumstances where there wasn't even toilet paper on the shelves and people were scared to death, I figured voters first would win if we actually ended up having an argument. And that's the bottom line. And Fincham doesn't like it because it was a pro voter move. He doesn't want voters picking their own U.S. senators. He sponsored a bill to keep voters from picking U.S. senators and putting the hands of the legislature. He doesn't want voters to pick your your presidential uh, candidates. He wants the legislature to be able to overturn any presidential election that they feel like overturning. He doesn't care about voters.
1: Well, no, we we, we, we know he, that we know, but this was about you. And, you know, people do have questions, and, and it's fair to I'm ask out. questions. And you're saying one thing. I'm reading some stuff that's different. We can agree to disagree. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it never went to court.
3: Right. That's the point, and, and that is exactly my point. At the end of the day, we don't know whether or not a court would have agreed with me. But I'd put a dollar on it because I never bet more than a dollar unless I'm standing at a craps table. I would put a dollar on it. And say that given the circumstances and the facts at the time, if we had had a chance to actually make an argument in front of that superior court judge, we would have won. And right. I got plenty of people that, that, that believe that as well. So, you know, they can keep using that talking point and say, well, it raises more doubts. It raises more doubts. But that's exactly what Fincham said yesterday. He said, and I quote, "Open. there are open questions that have not been answered. That's his whole campaign. There's no answers. There's only questions. Hmm. There's questions about 2,000 mules. There's questions about 55,000 people getting kicked off the list. There's all these questions. And every single time you guys will write to say, debunked, debunked, debunked. Because he doesn't have the facts or the information. All he has is questions. And your listeners need facts and information. They need to know what's happening, why it's happening, and how it's happening. All right. And, and look, even... You know, I think, Chad, you said afterwards, you said, well, if he re- he might really, really believe this stuff. He might pass a lie detector test. But I'll tell you this. Even if he he does actually believe this nonsense, he doesn't get a pass. He doesn't get a pass. What it does is it makes him unfit to serve. And and, 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 and he should get help, not votes. Gotcha.
2: Adrian Fontes, Democrat, uh, candidate for Secretary of State. Yesterday we had Fincham. Today we get Fontes. Adrian, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time.
3: Happy to do it. You guys have a great afternoon. Thanks, man. All right. You too. Thank you. All right.
2: So uh, I think I think we cleared something. Well, here's the thing. Did we? Yeah. Because you have two. Well, I mean, again, you, is it is it who do you believe? Never went to that's court. Those I mean, there's
1: definitely things that he wanted to have done. And you could right. say I'm pro-voter, but I still have issues with just mass mail to a bunch of people. I think if you've asked for it early, that's one thing. But just sending it out willy-nilly, uh, th- there could be some issues there. And let's this is the problem we have. And if we want to be transparent, let's be transparent.
2: Yeah, got to hold both parties' feet to the fire. I think we did that yesterday. I think we did that today. Up next. All right, Chad. You say we need a new approach to how we uh, handle drugs. Yeah. In Ameri- drugs are bad. In, in Arizona. Uh, explain this to us. It is coming up next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show.
2: That was uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a question that needs to be asked. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think... I think uh, – I I, I, see, here's the problem. And now who am I supposed to believe? Yeah. Because you can do all the research you want, but uh, – and here's the thing. At the end of the day, there's some of you out there that they, you don't care. You're just going to vote for your team. Yeah. You don't care.
1: No. I mean, we're seeing that right now with what the people are saying about, uh, you know, uh, Herschel Walker, right? No, I don't care if he if he had yeah, 20 abortions as long as he wins and we get the Senate back and things of that nature. Right. Because you don't care who's in that position as long as your team wins the game.
2: The Gator Speak Q poll question of the day Thank brought you. to you by your Valley Toyota to dealers. You can hit uh, KTAR dot com. Uh, who gets your vote for Arizona secretary of state? Go and vote. Fincham Fontes. The 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 MAGA candidate, Mark Fincham, uh, the Democratic candidate, Adrian Fontes. Uh, KTAR.com. All right. The Um, willy-nilly him out person. That's kind of a dead heat. No, it's not, actually. What is your new approach to how to handle drugs in Arizona? So, Chad comes in in the office and goes, i got to talk about drugs and marijuana, and we got to do it at 315. Go. You
1: know, yesterday, uh, (laughs) Biden got rid of, uh, well, he he pardoned uh, minor possession. So people are in jail for minor possessions. Are
2: are you talking about this Biden? Let me start off with two words. Made in America.
3: That's right. (laughs) Because he woke up and he waked and
2: baked and he was just... ha. But uh,
1: can we just all admit that the war on drugs is over. Drugs won. We need to have a new approach. Yeah. That's it. And one of the big things, you know, like this is how stupid we are. Because the the, the money game is massive. I mean, the reason that, you know, we could talk about the reason why, why... why is marijuana a Schedule One drug, and fentanyl is a Schedule Two? Mm. So one of them is deemed more dangerous, and it's the one that Grandma and Grandpa who come here from Winnipeg will stand in line at the dispensary to get. Mm-hmm. It's scary. We it need to figure out a way to take it back, and part of it is, and I and I joked around earlier, but government get more involved. Start regulating it and making these things legal because what you start to do is you take away the opportunities for the illegality in some ways. That's what's really happening. The cartels got away from marijuana fast once they realize hey, there's no money here. Now we got to go to something else, and it sounds horrible. And you, once government gets involved, they'll screw it up anyways. But we got to do something else because the nope to dope, ug to drugs does not work, and it's not going to work. And part of that is us, oh, dude. We consume it. Of course there we wouldn't do. be a market here. If
2: we fentanyl, 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 yeah. fentanyl and
1: fentanyl, I mean, that, there's no market here for that. Very little of it. The market is for other things. Fentanyl it, just happens to be what they cut stuff and they add stuff to
2: and it's laced with
1: it. And then these people are poisoned and they die. Right. But we've got, there's no way that we can sit around here and say that this is working and these drug things, it's not. We have to have a new approach across the board, just like with immigration. It's time we have a
2: real common sense conversation, because this ain't working. All right, coming up next, Becky Lynn has the news at 3.30. And as you well know, if you listen to the show, every day at 3.30, we interrupt her newscast. Will it be snark? I think we're going to have a little snark today. And we call it holding up the headlines. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. You're breaking news and traffic now. It's 3.30. And you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. And with those headlines, here's Becky Lynn.
0: This week, some Tempe residents got mailers from Sky Harbor Airport warning of the risks the city's proposed entertainment district may bring to the airport and residents.
3: This is not how we should go about conducting business.
0: It's Tempe Mayor Corey Woods who calls it, quote, inappropriate and a scare tactic. While the airport's director, Chad McCubsky, tells KTAR the noise in this flight path will only anger residents and could hamper future airport growth.
3: We are a 24-7 airport, one of the- the busiest airports in the world, anything like that could actually harm our ability to serve the community going forward.
0: The two are expected to meet next week.
3: Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories.
1: I, uh, When I grew up, I lived in an area where we were right above... Like, right in the path to Long Beach Airport. And I will tell you, you could see they were coming down so low. You could see what it said on the bottom of the plane. (laughs) It is a nightmare. You can hear
0: everything. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and that was now now
1: they've tried to do things differently across the country because everybody understands that. But there's a reason why some houses in certain areas (laughs) aren't as
2: expensive. (laughs) Yeah, you go there for an open house and you're like, something's not right. <laughs> is there a poltergeist here? Why are the walls shaking? I don't understand. We're holding up the headlines.
0: I think the future of Arizona looks very bright because of these flexible options that our families now have. In an interview with the Mike Broomhead Show, Executive Director Jenny Clark of the nonprofit Love Your School says the expansion of the Empowerment Scholarship Account is a win for families.
1: Parents did not want to sign those petitions,
0: and they didn't want to sign those petitions because they wanted school choice. Clark's nonprofit, Offers consulting for Arizona families who are trying to pick a school, and has been an outspoken voice in favor of school choice.
2: Yeah, she's full of crap. Uh, here's the deal: voters voted just a few years ago that this is not what they wanted. So, how do you say that parents wanted wanted this if if people voted against it a couple of years ago? I, I, I love how Ducey and and these other folks, you know, are trying to 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 spin this thing. I mean, we had a big election on this thing. It was a big proposition, and it got voted down. And what that means is Arizona didn't want it. But now you have the, oh, it's school choice. Everybody wants it now. Well, people didn't want it when they voted on it, and now it's being shoved down our throat.
1: It's You know what? This, the school choice, since I was a kid, has always been a battle, no matter whether it's public school, private school.
2: It's just, it's a weird... It's, but don't <laughs> tell me that we want this when it was voted down. Don't tell me this is what we want when the numbers don't don't say that when every poll doesn't say that. Don't feed me that load of bull. I think if you ask people
1: again it's how you phrase everything. How you ask it is huge. Do you want this? Do you want it like this? Do you want this? Do you want it like this? It's there's so many little nuances in this it's, and it should have been on there and it
2: wasn't on there. Well, listen, it's like it's like the upcoming election. All right? Kerry Lake versus Hobbs, right? Let's say Kerry Lake wins. What does that say? What does that say to you? Means that's what the majority of people wanted yeah <laughs> and you go by that and you go by that but when you vote on the screw when, when when that that prop came out a couple years ago everybody voted it down anyway uh- yeah, I think it's a bunch of crap. All right, Becky Lane, we're holding up the headlines. The
0: State Department today defending the president for saying Russia is bringing the world closer to Armageddon than in any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. U.S. State Department saying
3: President Biden's comment was just responding to Russian President Putin's deadly threat to use nuclear weapons and that it is Putin's comments that's bringing the world to a possible Armageddon.
1: This kind of irresponsible rhetoric uh, is 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 not something that should be coming
3: from a leader of an armed nuclear state. Spokesman Vedant Patel saying the U.S. has no reason to change its nuclear readiness despite Putin's threat. Andy Field, ABC
0: News, Washington.
1: Uh, you know, uh, is I asked Mike Lyons today, is there somebody in the Kremlin? Because we're hearing stories now that there is people that are starting to push back quietly uh, because...
2: He is serious about this. You now, think he's serious about using a nuke?
1: Yes. Now remember, it's a tactical nuke. It's not the same. While okay. it would kill a bunch of people, it's not kill. It's not Hiroshima, which is nothing compared to what everybody has now. Hiroshima's joke compared to what the we have stuff now that will kill hundreds of thousands in a second millions potentially in so a second. So what would this
2: bomb do this w- if Putin used it?
1: Uh well if he's using some of the smaller ones the way they deliver it it's going to take out, you know, a block or two. Uh if he goes up to the higher ones it could get ugly but I I I think he's serious. I think he's gonna try a smaller mm. one and I think that's the, the, the potential there, especially after his three hundred thousand bartenders, school students, retired old people get killed in Ukraine. And when they get close to Crimea, which he cannot lose,
2: it'll that's when he's gonna use it. We're holding up the headlines.
0: There's a strain of bird flu. That's killing off swans, geese, and other birds here in the valley. Here we go again. And Justice Allen with the the Arizona Department of Game and Fish says this strain originated in Canada last year. And cases have gone up with fall migration patterns bringing the birds west. Justice Allen says people are not at high risk. But bird-to-bird transmission is. So she says you should double bag any bird carcass you come across. Or contact Game and Fish at azgfd.com.
1: What you really need to do is you need to put on a mask. Mask, triple mask. Then you have to get the bird flu shot, which would be fantastic.
2: And if you could put the mask on the bird, that'd yeah. be even better. Oh my God, he is just. All uh. right, we're done with that guy. Right, Go with away. Leave him alone. He's ninety years old still. Um, all right, so now we got to worry about this, Becky Lynch. But it's Canadian bird flu, you know, and that's like flying
1: around, and it's like, hey there, a. Hey. I don't feel good. And then all the chickens died.
0: Let's go to Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, so don't touch any dead birds. Don't
1: touch a dead bird. Yeah. Oh, man, I was going to run out and do that.
2: I'm bagging birds this
0: weekend, baby. I
2: give them to my lizards. (laughs) <laughs>
0: i wouldn't right. do that
2: oh gosh they don't care all right we're holding up the headline
0: a fundraiser is underway for a phoenix police officer who lost his life a little more than a month ago you're invited for some good food and a good cause the phoenix police foundation is hosting a fundraiser barbecue to raise money for officer matthew Littman's family his wife stephanie says her husband was known
1: as a jokester but had a sweet side
0: he was a loving man and an honorable man um, and he would have done anything for his community and he was very proud of that
1: Officer Lippman passed in August after a long battle with a spinal tumor. All fundraiser proceeds will go to his wife and two children. The event is happening at 56th Street and Greenway and will go until 7 p.m. Colton Krolak, KTAR News.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, uh, the barbecue fundraiser. It's just, a, you know, he's a good-looking young guy, uh, just horrific. And, you know, it was, well, I, I, think it was, I think I saw the other, Jim Sharp was saying, yeah, I'm taking my 7-year-old here. Yeah. Um, because, and I thought that was cute. In a way, because Jim's seven-year-old likes to to meet officers and high-five them. And, you know, I think that's a good thing you teach your kid. Hey, we're going to go and uh, we're going to pay our respects to a fallen officer. We're going to give some money uh, and you're going to get to meet some hero cops. Uh, So, yeah, we're thinking about the family today. All right. That's holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news at 330. Uh, we invade the newscast. That's what we do. little snark, little reaction to the day's top stories. Uh, that's how we do it on the Gatos and uh, Chad show. All right. Uh, still to come. Uh, yesterday, we grilled the Republican candidate for secretary of state, Mark Fincham. Uh, today, we grilled the Democratic candidate for secretary of state, Adrian Fontes. Uh, you're going to hear that uh, portion of it coming up midterm mayhem mayhem it is the madness the mayhem That's the 2022 midterm election you can hear some of that coming up at 405 make sure that you are here arizona's news station ktar news 92.3 fm
0: serious news seriously entertaining the gatos and chad show uh world renowned
1: dr neil degrasse tyson a licensed medical professional He's heading to the Arizona Financial Theater on March 9th for his Cosmic Collusions tour. Tickets are on sale today, but guess what? You have a chance to win them. Go over to the contest page at KTR.com.
2: We've got uh, midterm mayhem coming up at 4.05. Mayhem. Another spirited uh, discussion uh, you will hear. So yesterday it was Mark Fincham. He is uh, running for Secretary of State. Uh, on the Republican side, and uh, today, Adrian Fontes, the Democrat, uh, came onto the show, and it was uh, spicy, again. And it, because, listen, that's, we're asking tough questions. This is a midterm election that's important. And we're not going to sit here and just accept what either side is saying. So, uh, you know, you and I are both independents, and we want to make sure that everybody out there understands what these candidates are all about. And lobbing a bunch of softballs doesn't get it done. And that's not how we do this show. Uh, so, coming up at 4.05. It'll be interesting to hear Fontes uh, in, in in about ten minutes. Okay, so you uh, you had a, a pretty interesting uh, article you're telling me about that no one understands other people's jobs. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like uh, this guy named Derek uh, Thompson, he's technology guy over at uh, The Atlantic, and he sent out a bunch of email and asked you know readers and people, hey. Tell us something about your job and what people don't understand, because everybody always thinks they under-
2: like our job. They oh, think it- I was just going to say that, you know. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. You guys just show up and turn on the mic. Right. Mm, no, no. Right.
2: You know. Well, you, oh, So, hey, what do you do for a living? I do a you know, talk show. Oh, yeah. When is it on? Uh, two, uh, you know, it's on two to six. Wow. You work four hours a day. And then I look at that person, and I slap the yellow off his teeth. We're like, no, he works four and a half hours a day. Right, at least uh, 450. Uh,
1: but no, they, everybody thinks that, like, that's just it. They show up, and it's really interesting. So You every, got a couple examples? Here's what This one I love, right? So this is uh, <laughs> This is people who don't understand other people's <laughs> yeah, jobs. other people's jobs, you know? Right. And, I mean, it was really, like, he got everything. He got ER doctors, opera singers, you name it, he got it. One of these things, I love this one, a humanitarian. They asked this person... Uh, So you're a humanitarian. What's the biggest misconception? He goes, uh, people think I'm lovely and nice. (laughs) He goes, I'm not. I'm sitting and he goes, I'm writing you from a war zone. My friends often assume I'm standing on the truck handing out food to people. But in fact, I'm balancing my computer on my knee while I try to get uh, internet to request more supplies for my logistic teams, update the budget for the finance team, and finalize report that was due a week ago to try to get more money. He goes, (laughs) on dating sites, everybody thinks I'm lovely. He goes, know what I am? I'm ambitious determined, and downright stubborn. I was like, Whoa! Then they went over to uh, uh, you know again some of the crazy. These two lobbyists. Most people assume
2: lobbying is illegal money laundering. Wait. So what is lobbyist? Explain what a lobbyist is first. You
1: go and all these people you you see that uh, you're like how did why did so and so vote for that? Well, because behind them hmm. there are people taking them to dinner, whining and dining, helping getting them elected so they can do their bidding. Okay. This one guy says, most people assume lobbying is legal money laundering. Most people are quite right. That's wow. what we do. Wow. And it's crazy. Then you got a pastor. And I was fascinated by this. All right, a pastor. So no you got one a exudes. pastor. Okay. And he goes, uh, funerals are more interesting than weddings. And you're like, whoa. Wait, and a pastor said funerals are more interesting? Mm-hmm.
2: Than weddings.
1: Go because I've served as a pastor for a few churches over the last twenty years. In addition to weekly preaching, Bible study, pastoral care calls, I have the blessing of officiating funerals and weddings. The experience of preparing for and officiating a funeral is indefinitely more interesting and more important than the same work for weddings. The whole of the community is much more honest and real about funerals and, than weddings. And on occasion of death, we get down to truly important things in our life. And I'm like, that's interesting, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's. Uh the sailor was hilarious. All so, right.
2: <laughs> this this one was maybe my favorite. There's a lot of wacky ones. All right, so a sailor says no one knows what we deal with. Uh-huh. Okay. He says if things go
1: very wrong, who are we going to call for help? Buzz Blank and Lightyear? He goes, "If you think we uh, cuss like sailors, you're right." He goes, everybody tells us we live a dream. And these. this is a husband and wife team. They deliver big boats to people around the world. Okay, And they say, you must enjoy a great time out there, watching the sunset, kicking back, having beer. They go, blank you. We don't drink (laughs) while sailing. You're an idiot to drink while you're sailing. When things go wrong at sea, they go wrong fast. And it cascades to a series of events. And people ask, how long does it take to get to Haiti? Don't you stop? (laughs) He goes, where are we blanking stopping, moron? There's nothing out here. People don't get it.
2: I like the uh, pharmacist. Oh, yes. Uh, Here's the quote. I think most people would be shocked to learn how anti-medication some of us are. Can you imagine that? You go to the pharmacist, right? You're getting your COVID vaccine. Yeah. You know, one of the first five or whatever. And the person that's giving you the shot is like, yeah, I don't buy this thing. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't want that yeah. guy giving me the shot. Well, but the, here's the thing, <laughs> though.
1: You know more about it than I do
2: and what's in there. So maybe you know something. Who, the pharmacist? Yeah. Here's, here's no. one to a software. No one knows about that more than I do. Okay. Yeah, we know Let you. me just put that to rest. Here's
1: a software engineer. So the person okay. designs all your stuff. Yeah. It's amazing that any of this blank works at
2: all. They all—all these, all these people are cursing except yeah. for the pastor,
1: and he goes on to talk about the fact that you have no idea that we're—we're we're as astonished by anybody and how the internet actually works. There's all of this code; everything's going on. It's always broken, yet at the same time, it's always working.
2: Mm. Well, that's pretty interesting. I think unless you're in someone else's shoes, you really don't know what, what, what their job entails. Yeah. You just don't. No. You don't know what they go through on a daily basis. You just have your version of what you think happens. Hmm. And you're probably off. You're probably you, yeah. Are. You know,
1: it's like I. Uh, you know, you get it. Like you know, I've got friends who are like cartoon actors. You know, they're big time. And they'll talk, "Oh, you get to work in your jammies all day." No, you know what it is? It's selling. You're selling yourself. You're doing all kinds of stuff. You're on. Fo- you're on the phone with with people trying to get more jobs. You know, it's it's like us. Yes, we see clients. We do all this stuff. And yeah. It's yeah. not
2: just we show up, turn on the microphone, don't read anything, and go. All right, we've got midterm mayhem on the way. The madness, the mayhem is the 2022 mayhem. midterm election. We've got a, a baseball star that has endorsed Kerry Lake. Plus, Aaron Judge? No. Uh, plus, uh, Democratic candidate uh, Adrian Fontes will join us next.